1: 77 W.A.B.C.
2: And good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Dominic Carney here with you. Talk Radio 77 W.A.B.C. I'm going to start with the the weather before I get into the uh, topic. So if you're in uh, the New York City area, uh, you're not really expecting a nor'easter. It's just raining a lot. At least that's the way it was uh, coming down from uh, Rockland. But it doesn't seem like a normal rain. It seems like something's coming. And uh, New York City is expected to get about an inch of snow today as this nor'easter bears down on the tri-state area and beyond. Now, the storm could bring a feet of snow. And when you add that with the wind exceeding 55 miles an hour, you know what that means, folks. And the electrical companies are getting ready for it. Widespread power outages predicted from Pennsylvania to New England into the middle of the week. And so if you're not prepared as of yet, I guess it's a a bit late for that. But Governor Hochul of new york has declared a state of emergency which started a few hours ago monday night she has activated the national guard and urged new york residents to prepare especially upstate central new york albany area especially in those areas uh, be ready and so uh, as we move on um, you know, I, I spent the day trying to learn as, as best as I could about this, uh, bank situation, but it, it just seems, even if it stabilizes as it regards to the banks, it just seems like it's a house of cards. I was just, uh, having that conversation with my colleague, Frank Murano, just, uh, seconds ago, and Governor Hochul says that the New York banking system Remains on solid ground, despite the failure of Signature Bank this weekend, as she told reporters uh, Monday, so state regulators took over Signature Sunday, which had total deposits of eighty two point six billion. but this is the second bank with deep ties to the tech industry amid worries that its collapse would closely follow the fall and did follow to a degree of the uh, California-based Silicon Valley Bank and fears that it would lead to a national financial meltdown. That hasn't happened. We'll see how this all plays out. So last night, last night, we had a conversation, part of the conversation, about NYPD officers leaving and Record numbers. Simply, I quit walking away from their years invested in their pensions. And what does the NYPD do today? Well, police officers say the NYPD brass is out to get them with a rules crackdown on the length of an officer's beard, coffee drinking, how you wear your your camera on your uniform, timesheets, and more. So, in the midst of a a, a record amount of officers uh, resigning, resigning, the NYPD is cracking down, nitpicking, if you will. On officers when when they need moral support. How about this? Nitpick the criminals. How about that instead of the uh, police officers? And this is a story that I find fascinating, if you will. And that is Senator Kirsten Gillibrand is reportedly telling donors that a name from the past, a blast from the past, former Governor Andrew Cuomo. May run against her Democrat against Democrat in a primary. The daily beast reporting, as we all know that Cuomo is looking for a comeback and Gillibrand has reportedly told top donors Cuomo may challenge her for the seat. Gillibrand has served two terms. So, Here's how that race would go. Cuomo, Andrew Cuomo, can beat Kirsten Gillibrand. He can win that primary, but, oh, it's going to be ugly. And he will come under tremendous fire for going after a sitting fellow Democrat, and the charge would be he's doing it only for his own personal ambition. So now let's say that my assessment is correct, that Cuomo can beat Gillibrand. But now we go to the general election. And Lee Zeldin, who just came off that outstanding race against Governor Hochul, is reportedly looking at the Republican side. And I am telling you, in a general election, Andrew Cuomo for the Senate seat against Lee Zeldin. Even though New York is a Democratic state, Lee Zeldin will win that race against Andrew Cuomo. A number of topics we're dealing with this morning: NYPD officers under attack again, and also the the stampede, if you will, uh, at at the uh, at the border. Hundreds of migrants. Uh, including the elderly and and children storming the international bridge uh, that leads into El Paso, Texas, on Sunday. And what I'm thinking about, folks, and we're about to open the telephone lines. I'm going to get to Mayor Eric Adams of New York City in a second. Telephone number to reach us right now. We're about to go to the calls, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. What I'm thinking about, you have these migrants, hundreds of them, rushing, trying to storm the International Bridge into El Paso, Texas. And this was apparently driven by fake online claims that the U.S. was giving asylum seekers a break for the day. So at about 8 a.m. Monday morning, I'm listening to the morning show on WABC, as I always do. Sid Rosenberg and friends and Mayor Adams is on the show. And the mayor is defending. So we have migrants trying to storm into America and I'm listening to Mayor Adams with Sid Rosenberg defend his plan I said defend his plan to educate at SUNY Sullivan one hundred migrants the price tag a minimum one point two million the mayor of New York City with Sid Rosenberg Monday morning discussing the situation of educating migrants at SUNY Sullivan.
3: I'm not paying for someone to get a four-year degree at a SUNY or CUNY or private institution. No, we're doing an experiment with 100 asylum seekers to teach them skills so they won't be dependent on our city. You know, to teach them English, to teach them some type of trade uh, so that they won't be uh, dependent. They will be self-sufficient, which they want. Everywhere I go and I sleep with asylum seekers, there's only one ask they ask of me. They don't ask for a place to sleep, food to eat, uh, clothing. They only ask one thing. Can we work? Can we have a job? (laughs) And so what we are doing is taking these uh, asylum seekers and trying something new.
2: Trying something new. How about this, Mr. Mayor? Americans want jobs. How about this, Mr. Mayor? Americans want education. How about this Mr. Mayor? Americans have to go through a formal application process and if you're lucky, if you're lucky, there may be scholarship money left for Americans to uh to get uh an education. And you're giving a free pass to migrants, to hundred migrants. It doesn't make sense. And then folks, if you don't if you don't understand why they were storming uh, the border. This is why. This is exactly why. Let's start uh with the uh, telephone calls, and I'm gonna break down the NYPD situation. I mean, cracking down on officers drinking coffee, cracking down on 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 their, where their video cameras are placed, cracking down on on the size of their beard. A beard. I understand that it, it, you have to have a professional NYPD, but come on. This you're losing record amount of police officers, and you're still pushing, pushing, pushing more, more, more. But the criminals laugh in all of our faces, and they get a free ride on everything. John on Staten Island. Good morning, John. What's on your mind?
4: Hey, good, hey, good morning, uh, Dominic. How are you? Actually, driving home now from uh, from the cop thing. Uh, I've been doing it for 16 years. So, well, thank you for you what you, you do any questions you want to ask me about this new thing? Yes, please explain it to me, John. What, what is this about? What's going on? Well, they basically come in. They're an outside unit, you know, an outside unit, probably you know, driven from headquarters. And they come in. They open up roll calls every day. That, you know, at a certain time, uh, they let out the squads and they they go through the lines and they inspect everything from you know socks to uniform placement of cameras. It, you know what it is? It's Dominic. It's the timing of it. Man, I, I've called you before. I told you we're seven years out of contract. We're working on 2017 wages. Yes. And it, it's, it, it, you know, you, you see these terrible stories about cops, unfortunately, you know, taking their lives. And, and, and you know, one, one thing yes. that the job will never, you know, admit is that it could be something to do with how they treat their members or just the general stress of the job just all the paperwork everything you do they want you to be proactive then you're proactive you got to do 3 hours of paperwork for every person you interact with you got to you got to file all your cameras you got to tag each camera video meaning you have to every single time you make a video you have to go back and rewatch the, rewatch the video to to label it where you know what happens it's just everything is it, it's just over micromanaged you know, being a cop used to be, you know, common sense stuff. Get catch the bad guys, and you catch the bad guy, to let the bad guy out before you're out. It, it, it's just, it's, it's, it's a bizarre world. Like I said, if you want to, any specific I, questions, I, 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 I do, answer. I do, I do, John. So, so
2: you're at roll call, whatever, like four p.m. or I guess seven a.m. or midnight, whatever tour that you're on. And you're saying someone from like a a clean unit or whatever some unit from headquarters is gonna come and roll call, and and you're about to hit the streets and and you're hoping to go home to your family at the end of your shift, and you've got to worry about your beard and. And and were your cameras placed and and, a, and and all that type of nonsense and and drinking coffee? What what
4: is that about? Let's talk the, about the, the coffee. coffee thing. Is bizarre. I haven't seen that, but yes, I mean the inspections has always existed, and you know there's, it's like a, sort of a version of of internal affairs, but on a lesser level. They come in and they they just make sure you you know you're doing stuff, and that you know then they get the stickers on the phones. It's just getting more petty. And the, the coffee thing is ridiculous. I hope that's not true. I haven't seen that yet, but uh, oh, it's true. It's true. If it's something makes the media with with the with the officers on their phones, we have we have job uh, uh, issued phones. Then the, the department issues a very cheap sticker that it's faded on everybody's phone. Uh, all you can see is a white mark in the back. It, it's just they have to stop capitulating to the, every public complaint. They have to realize that policing is is fluid. It, 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 it's it's got to be done. It's got to be done well, but you can't over scrutinize every little thing. It, it, it's just destroying the morale it, and the, it, the lack of contract, the lack of everything else. It's just not getting any better. I Apologize for the noise. To no, 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 like no.
2: We, we we can't hear the noise. It is it is raining like crazy. Uh, the only thing I disagree, John, with what you just said is that you said it is destroying the the morale. I disagree to say that it has destroyed the rash, the uh the morale for uh for police officers so you know i i guess i hadn't thought about this so every encounter that you have with someone in the public and i guess that's from that federal lawsuit uh a few years ago you mentioned that you may have to do as
4: much as three hours of paperwork is that true well i'm I'm over exaggerating right, but let's say right. this i'll give you a scenario i okay. stop a car right I, I see a guy riding with his lights out i want to say hey sir just you put your lights on it's unsafe. No, no, it's not just that. Now I have to take a picture of his license and his registration, and then I have to fill out forms to say, okay, I stopped John Doe at this reason. What was the reason? Then I have to indicate the race of the person. It's not just, you know, you know, what they used to call, okay, neighborhood police, so let me go around, say hello to people, talk to people. No, then my camera's got to be on. Then I have to do this. and I have to tag the body camera. Then I have to create the paperwork for for the for the stop, it, it's just redundancy at its at its max. It, it's and, insane. And is all that paperwork with you in the car,
2: or you have to wait till you get back to the station house?
4: Well, you could do it on the. It's digital. You could do the the, 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 um, the, the stop report on the on the actual phone that they they provide you. But you have to realize, uh, Dominic, that your head is down in the phone when you're doing this stuff. You work in a busy neighborhood. It's taking your your eyes off the street, taking your eyes or taking your ability to be helping somebody with something real when it comes down to it. Every, everything is, it, it, it's designed, it's just over micromanagement. And, it's, and, and it, there's, there's too many people in too many places and, trying and, to create stuff. And, yes. and while
2: you're looking down, uh, entering the information, you, you, you know, you, you're wide open to one of the, you know, they got this knockout game with these kids where they run up to people and just punch them in their face. And I mean, we can't have officers looking down the entire time trying to enter information into a computer for a routine stop, <clears throat> excuse me, and your it's safety anti, is open
4: on the line. An, everything is anti-productivity. That's what it is. It's like, it's like they, if they want you to do something, but in order to do something, there's, there's a string of, of paperwork that comes along. And honestly, I don't think the public would like if I want to say, hey, John, you know, John Bell. You know, put your lights on, sir. You, you you know, you're gonna cause an accident. Oh, thanks so much, officer. But you know what, sir? I need to see your ID. I need to see your. You know, I gotta take a picture of this, and I gotta I gotta sort of what they referred to. Remember in the 250 days where there was a big complaint of a database. What do you think all this information's going to? It's going to something. And so,
2: right? John, I, I'm gonna let you go in a second. Uh, but 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 again, so 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 that we're clear here. Sometimes when an officer asks for your license. It's not just to give a person a hard time based on what you're saying or for a check. It's because you have to enter this information?
4: Correct. Every stop that you make, every vehicle stop has to be, be recorded into the system, and all that information gets, gets, uh, gets wherever it goes. I couldn't tell you, but it's going somewhere.
2: And if, and if you don't know the race of the individual, what do you do at that point?
4: Well, there's an unknown box. So uh, personally, I always check unknown because I, I know what this is for. We're not stupid as cops. It's, it's so, so so many can say, oh, regardless of the demographic of the neighborhood that you work in, they're going to say, oh, it's systematic that you pull over more uh, Asian Americans than you do white Americans. Why is that, officer? It, it's, it's all designed as a catch-all. No matter what you do, wherever you work, there's a demographic. That's life. That's, that's the patterns of the city. So, you know, it's a very simple explanation if you ask me, but according to the NYPD or or whoever's monitoring us, you know, they're they're looking at it in a different way to try to catch us like that we're targeting people or, you know, it's just, it's out of hand. The city council is really, John said it last night when his first call to you, the city council needs to be held accountable. They are the creators and, and, and they are the ones that, Are paving the the, the streets to be unsafe. I don't know, and the low election turnouts as you referred to in the beginning. All of this, the city council. If the people want to really run against these city council, they should be put front and center about the things that they're trying to pass. That stuff needs to be advertised because people don't know.
2: John, you you are correct, and uh, thank you for your uh, tour today. And I think you said you've been on the job for 16 years.
4: Yes, sir, 16.
2: Wow. And and how far do you plan on going? I, I would hope you're going to stick around for your retirement.
4: Yes, sir. I'll be here for that. The, the day of that, that 20th anniversary, I'm out, 100%.
2: Okay, so last question, John. Why are so many police officers quitting?
4: Well, I, I can tell you that the salary is terrible. You have five, six different forms of taxes that are coming out. You're, you're, the rookies, are, they're coming out with, what, $1,200 biweekly as the taxes? You could work. You could work anywhere and make that money. Their, their pension system has changed. The the conditions at work are terrible. All the the equipment is, with the exception of the the phones. The phones are very good. The equipment's the cars are falling apart. The the, the oversight is ridiculous. Uh, the only thing that we have on the job is each other, and that's the best part about it. The the the, the camaraderie and the things like that is what what makes cops strong. And then units like this when you, you know, what you start to show it, they're the ones that bury this when they come in and, you know, go home at the end of the night. And maybe their spouse says, to them, hey, what'd you do today? Oh, I nailed some guy because his beard was long. Like, you you were really calling yourself a cop doing that? I, you know, I, I well, agree
2: with you. But, uh, John, in letting yeah. you go, I just want to make sure I heard you correctly here. Did yes. you state for beginning officers, if they're lucky, they bring home $1,200 every two weeks?
4: Yeah, and, yeah, and, you don't and, realize and, how and, bad and, the salary is. Wait, so. wait, wait, wait.
2: And what are you supposed to do with that?
4: I, I can't answer that question. I guess live with your mom forever when you're young. Um, the quality of the, the kids coming on the job these days is also different. You can tell it, it's it's driven by by some sort of uh, you know diversity, or or it's, it's 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 just they're not taught to be cops. They're not taught the street presence. They're not taught how to how to enforce the law. All they're taught is, of, of is what to be afraid of, and that's administratively, and that's and that's from the machine, which is the NYPD. Wow. There's so many gifted cops out there. There's so many so many people who are so good at this job, and everybody leaves because of because of the machine that we work for,
2: and and we need them now more than ever. John, thank you for uh, explaining again. Thank you for your service to the city of New York. Thank you for uh, taking time to reach out to us tonight. And I I know it has to be frustrating, but please hang in there. We can only hope that maybe a better day is coming for the men and women of blue in New York and around the country. John, thank you for that call. Wonderful information. Let's go to uh, New Jersey. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Eddie in New Jersey. Good morning, Eddie. What's on your mind?
5: Hi. Good morning, Dominic. Good morning. Um, well, you were saying with uh, Andrew Cuomo running against Gillibrand, I do think that he'll have a good shot at winning her her seat. But you say that Lee Zeldin's going to win against uh, Cuomo in in a general election. I said I should.
2: Mean, I said should Lee Zeldin run? Uh, There's speculation run? that that he's interested in in running. It, should he run against Cuomo, he will win.
5: Yes, that's what I said. I mean, you just look at what happened with Bob Menendez last time when he was in that scandal and everyone thought it would be a close race and he ended up winning by 10 points because you got to remember that a Senate seat is not a governorship. It's much more partisan the election for a Senate seat.
2: Well, there, there, there's a point to be made for that. And and I would make a strong argument, Eddie, that no one uh, knows Bob Menendez as well as I do uh, having covered his corruption trial uh, each and every day. I am the journalist that Mr. Menendez would would literally break down uh, emotionally and cry to every day right outside of the uh, courtroom, and and I I, I was surprised. I, I just this is just a a, a a side note here. I was surprised that the feds did not come back uh, with a second trial because um, sitting in that courtroom it was devastating. The evidence and the young girls and the doctor and the, and the private jets. The evidence was. Devastating against Menendez. But I guess that's making your point because he did go on to win. I am telling you that it is my professional opinion. I understand the partisanship. I get you, Eddie. But it is my professional opinion that should Lee Zeldin decide to run for Senate, he would beat Gillibrand- or Cuomo. Now, remember, remember, Eddie, I want you to keep this in mind, and I'll give you the final yeah, say.
5: Pro- you are the professional, yeah.
2: But, but I know, but I, I, I want you to keep, that doesn't mean I'm always right, but but I, I want you to keep this in mind. Should Cuomo challenge Gillibrand, it's all-out war, because you're not supposed to challenge somebody, you know, within your party in a primary. And so should Cuomo run, he's going to be forced to attack her, as being ineffective, she's going to say, in essence, how dare you, given your past with the allegations against you with women, and he's going to be running against a woman candidate. And so even if he emerges from the primary victorious, he is Cuomo will be wounded. Now, that's a lot of speculation on my part, but that's my take, Eddie. I'll give you the final say.
5: Yeah, it certainly would be, it would be an interesting race to watch. And just one more thing I want to say for that cop who called in, you know, it breaks my heart to to hear how hard these cops have their job for such silly reasons. I just, everyone, every time you see a cop, everyone should just go over to them and thank them for the job they're doing because we really need them and we'd be lost without them. Eddie,
2: you and I agree 3,000% on what you just said. And, Eddie, I try to do exactly what you just said each and every day. And every time I walk up to a police officer, I try not to get too close because obviously you don't want to invade anybody's personal space. Just like one one pet peeve that I have. I don't mind saying hello to people. I don't mind taking pictures. I don't mind signing autographs. But when you get too close on my personal space, I get very, very worried. So what I do, Eddie is I will walk up and say, Officer, thank you for your service. So you and I agree on that, Eddie. Thank you, and you have a uh, a blessed morning. I appreciate your call. We are going to take a break. I see we have a retired cop, Jack, in Putnam County. When we come back, we will go to Jack. We will talk about the bank situation. I'm going to go to John in Staten Island. We're going to go to Brooklyn, Westchester, the Bronx, and Elmont.
6: Talk
7: radio. 77,
0: W-A-B-C. Uh. 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 Now,
1: here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC.
2: And we are back. The NYPD brass cracking down on police officers on the length of their beard on time sheets on how they wear their camera whether or not they're drinking coffee it's almost like a hollywood a bad hollywood movie NYPD what are you doing you're losing record amount of police officers well we're going to crack down the criminals can smoke weed and puff it in their face and the Criminals can say, you know what, to the officers and, and fight with the officers. And what are we going to do? We're going to crack down on if they drink coffee. Let's go to Jack. Jack in Putnam County, retired officer. Good morning, Jack. What's on your mind?
1: Hello, sir. Yeah, It's a pleasure to speak to you. Well, thank you. Uh, yeah. It, ridiculous. My grandson's a cop in the, in the Bronx. And, yeah, yeah, these people can defecate on the street, and they're worried about the cops not wearing their hat. Right, literally. Right. I mean, it's absurd. He's been get given charges. They want to take vacation days away. And this kid is making collars, uh, you know, robberies this that the other thing he's got like seven felony collars this week and the department is telling him well you're not wearing your tie right you know wow (laughs) it's absurd
2: and so so you this is your nephew
1: no my grandson your
2: grandson
1: and so an army veteran he was a sergeant in the army served in syria
2: <laughs> and and he's already he's facing the same thing as well, your grandson in terms of how you wear your hat, where's your hat? Uh you can't yes, have coffee.
1: Exactly. In. But meanwhile the perps can take a dump on the sidewalk. Literally. I was I retired, I worked at, I was a rookie in the four two precinct. I walked Boston Road. No partner, no radio. 163rd to 169th but I could carry a hydrant wrench wow well, wow. and what it was you know like I had a guy one time he was mugging an old lady and I was gonna shoot him he had a knife but too much paperwork so I broke his arm and his
3: shin
2: well, Jack, uh, you know, it, it's certainly a, a tough job these days. I mean, I don't know the details of that situation, but I do I do uh, thank you for your call. And, Jack, I do wish your grandson uh, much success uh, on the job. We, we appreciate your call. Let's go to John on Staten Island. Good morning, John. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC.
3: Hey, Dominic. Good morning, early morning. But uh, I had a shock feeling from uh, our president, Joe Dementia, is what I call him. He said that taxpayers will not be affected he'll get the money from bank fees, right?
7: Right, referring to the bank bank situation. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Do you know how many bank bank fees we go through? I I, I run a little thing myself. You know, if you don't have $2,000 in the bank, and that'll, that'll be like every guy that has a paycheck. It's like a check cashing place. You know what? If you can't have $2,000 in your bank account, you can get charged $10, $15, whatever these banks charge every month. That's where you get your fees. This, it is the taxpayer. Every time you need a check cut, there's a fee to that. Anything you need done in the bank, there's a fee to that. So, you know, this this guy is just out of his mind listening to people who are running the Federal Reserve and the Treasury they were just they're thinking about more like, uh, let's worry about the uh, environment. But you know what? You're going to lose money that way. And then I want to know another thing. With this bank, uh, not, well, actually Signature, uh, the guy who wrote the uh, bill, Dodd Frank, one of them was uh, a CEO or a board member. That guy should be indicted because he wrote this bill. They were blaming Trump. And I hate to tell you, Trump last, last, uh, left two years ago. You know, Joe Biden wrote up 40, 50 executive orders changing everything around. He didn't think he's not that smart enough to think about changing the regulations that they're saying that Trump did. Meanwhile, it was done by the Democrats. Well, John,
2: John they, they're accusing yeah. and, and thank you for the call. They're accusing the former president of um, deregulation, of, of lessening the, the rules. But but it's all politics. Uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't believe any of that. Here's the bottom line as a political reporter. Right. Here's the bottom line when it, especially when you're the president of the United States, when it occurs on your watch. It's your baby, because if it's not your baby, the question becomes, what did you do to fix the situation so that these types of things would not happen? So if it happens on your watch, you own it. And and that's the um, that's the uh, the bottom line. Let's go to Tom. Tom. Tom in the Bronx. Good morning, Tom. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC.
7: I'd like to say that uh, between the police department and sending kids to college, I mean, the citizens and all, that you always hurt the ones you love, the ones you shouldn't hurt at all.
2: I, I don't know exactly what you mean by that, Tom.
7: Well, meaning that, in other words, they shouldn't be doing that to the authorities. The police were worried about their hats or ties or whatever. I, I
0: agree with and you the, on that. And,
7: and the and the uh, where the citizens are going to college are concerned, they have to pay all kinds of money in, and and uh, and give all kinds of identification. But the individuals coming over here don't have to do anything of that variety. And now oh, what it implies anyway. yes
6: well i I agree
2: with the positions as you just uh stated them tom and and you know as it relates to the uh the pandemonium that erupted uh as hundreds of migrants um uh stormed the international bridge i I want us to stop and think for a second about those border officers that did not open fire, all of those people coming towards them. And this is why, and thank you for the call, Tom. This is exactly why I say that it's dangerous what Mayor Adams has done with the migrant situation, you know, putting them up in hotels and, and I'm not going to, I'm not going to beat that drum this morning, but I am going to say that what do you think is going to happen? when when they know paradise is, is right around the corner when they know if they can just get here over that bridge if they can just get here then they, they they they've got it made from education to food to residence to daycare i was reading something today and i was thoroughly disgusted i'm going to be completely honest with you And I I read a lot of things, and I I don't know where it was from off the top of my head. But I I read that that migrants are under the disguise of them looking for work. But wait a minute. I thought you told me they can't work. But anyway, the migrants are receiving vouchers for child care? Are you kidding me? I I told you folks about, about two weeks ago the military family in staten island that is barely making it i think they have $1, a $1000 a month uh, budget and 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 they they they're, they're forced to eat at food pantries and the father the father uh, is is uh, in the service active duty and the mother who is pregnant has to stay home with the three kids because they can't afford Daycare, child care, and you're telling me that migrants are getting child care for free under under the the illusion of they are looking for a job. But Mayor Adams and others, you said they can't work. The federal the federal rules dictate that they can't work. So what do they need child care for? Child care that can cost what fifteen sixteen hundred dollars a month i I haven't done it in a while, but anyway, let's go to Sherry in Brooklyn. Good morning, sherry. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. How are you Oh, this is our friend sherry. I'm well. Uh, how are you
8: I'm hanging in there. okay, so what's going on sherry? uh the thing with the beard I can understand because it is a safety hazard. Like, you can have somebody just, you know, who's going to pull your head down by your beard and then you're really out of luck. as a police
2: officer. Okay,
8: all right. Yeah. and the same thing, like, us females are supposed to not have our hair in ponytails. Okay, all right, so you agree for with that? This, for this... But that's okay, yeah, but that unit, those rules have been around since, you know, like I was a rookie. Like, your hair's supposed, hair supposed to conform to your head, and, you know, your sock's supposed to be black. But I guess, you know, because... Uh, these units are maybe so top heavy they have to justify their existence so they're going back out now on t- on uh tirades
2: so explain this to me what's the deal with the coffee that uh, that you know they they're gonna watch officers drinking coffee so you can not not allowed to do that. What's the deal with that
8: well you really you really want us to like eat or drink in uniform or say unless you're on your meal period that's been around too wow so because so- because, because, because your hands aren't
5: free.
2: Ah, okay. So you're telling me they're going to be units going around the city looking for officers that may be drinking a cup of coffee.
8: No, oh, but I mean, if they didn't get a number for the day, they can get an easy one like that. Let's say you get out of the car without your hat, you really don't need the hat. Certain things you really should have your hat, but uh, or the knit cap in the winter. But if they didn't get a number, they're going to hit whoever is going to be the easy target. It's like you know, like a lion, lion goes hunting. He ain't looking for the for the biggest and the baddest looking for the weakest and the lame okay but well, when you
2: say if you, didn't, if you didn't get a number i don't know what that means
8: like if they weren't able to get grab somebody and give them like a cd which is a command discipline which is like for the infraction
2: and and, yeah, and, and, and they're talking about serious uh penalties of uh, losing vacation time on this is
8: yeah it could be it could be like you know up to your co maybe or it depends you can lose like two days you can lose three days you can lose five days but it reaches a certain amount then it goes to a higher uh disciplinary charge and score charges and specs so go to the trial room so sherry are but you
3: are you glad that
8: you retired it's still bittersweet dominic so you'd still like still to little, be out there helping yeah yeah it's bittersweet
2: so what's what's the morale? You you just recently resigned. We just spoke to uh, an officer earlier. Retired. I didn't resign. I retired.
3: <laughs> right. Right. Okay. It's a big difference. Right. A big difference.
8: Uh, what's the yeah, morale? Everybody is. There is none. Everybody's just grown-to-old. Everybody hates everybody. You know that they work with. They. You know. They. I mean, I still wanted the people that I used to work with. They're like, I wish you could have given me some of your time. I can't wait till I hit twenty because I'm out of here. And you did and what? 30, you did thirty six. Years I did a little, a little over thirty nine. Thirty
2: nine. How does one survive doing thirty nine years? Or how does one do thirty nine years before I take a break?
8: I don't know. I guess I was lucky. Wow. In that aspect.
2: Wow, Sherry. It's always great to chat with you. And uh, again, congratulations on your retirement from the NYPD. Thank you for the call, Sherry, and for enlightening us with the um, with the insider. Information as far as what it's like being a police officer under attack these days, folks. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk radio 77 WABC. Time for a break. When we come back, the Chronicles of Dominic Carter. We'll have more of your telephone calls. Frank Morano standing by. We will go to Queens, Yonkers, Suffolk, Brooklyn, Westchester, Manhattan, and Elmont.
0: WABC These are the Chronicles of Dominic Carter on
1: 77 WABC.
2: Here is something we can all say amen about. New York City is ranked the United States' most congested city as motorists spend 10 full days in rush hour traffic per year. Ten full days of your life in rush hour traffic per year. The Big Apple currently ranked the worst city for congestion across the United States with drivers traveling at an average of just 12 miles per hour during peak time. Newly published information shows, and now they want to bring in congestion pricing Under the illusion, you might as well say it's a magic show, under the illusion that it's going to improve traffic. We're going to charge you a large amount to come below, I think, 96th Street uh, into Manhattan, and it's going to make things better. Right. I've got a bridge to sell you, folks. We are continuing with your uh, telephone calls. Dominic Carter here with you. Carol in Elmont. Good morning, Carol. What's on your mind?
6: Hi Dominic, how you doing? I just wanted to say that I love the police, I love the job they're doing, I support the police, and it's a shame there's 1700 that are going to leave New York. And the other day in the new, in the post, they had two full pages of jobs, 135,000 and up for cops to go to Florida, all different parts of Florida. And it's a darn shame, really, what they're doing to New York, getting rid of the cops. I mean, I I pray every night uh, for the cops because it's a damn shame what they have to go through. I mean, they take their life in their hand. Every time I see one injured on TV, I start crying. It's just terrible what's happening. And we have to get laws where they lock up these people that they get off the streets. It's getting out of hand. No, it's, Eric it's Adams, it... I don't know what he's doing. He should stay away from the nightclubs. I really believe it. <laughs> what he's doing. And now he's doing for Broadway. I heard today on the radio something about they're doing something down a certain part of Broadway, Dominic where they're going to make it where the people can walk and there'll be no cars? Let me just tell you, the part of Broadway that he's picking, somebody came on the radio and said the part that he's picking, it's all industries down there. There'll be no apartments for people to walk out on the streets and enjoy the leisure. So he's doing everything that's wrong, and it's a damn shame what's happened to this country. I'm 79 years old, and I never thought I'd see what's happening to America. If we don't get rid of the current administration, Dominic, uh, it's it's a they're a reckon blast what they're doing to us between the president and everybody else. There'll be no America and I just feel sorry and I hear it in your voice every night. I I've been listening to you now for seven or eight months and I just it's it's amazing how you can keep your, your you know, that you can stay so calm because I it, can't. It's when not, I hear it's these not people.
2: easy sometimes, Carol. And 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 you know you're you're right about the, the pay for uh, police officers, and, and and here's my point, and I'm I'm sure this is the point of the PBA, though uh, my friend Pat Lynch would never say this publicly. So I want to make sure, Carol, I got this right. So when it comes, now I understand it's pattern bargaining, and you you can't give one union too much because then other unions will scream bloody murder. I get that, right? But, but police officers, firefighters, uh, correction officers are are, are special. Especially especially police officers. So I want to make sure I got this right. So the police currently don't have a contract, right? right? And so when it comes to the union saying, listen, we need a contract. Oh, we don't have the money. We don't have the money. Oh, we don't have the money. We just don't have the money. The money doesn't exist. We, right. don't, we don't have it in the budget. We're sorry. We're sorry. You're doing great work. Oh, we just don't have the money. But when it comes to the migrants, Uh, you you, you can pay for them to go to college?
6: I could put my foot right through the TV set if I watch any more of that crap on Texas. I mean, it's a damn shame what Biden did. Uh, I listened to Mark Levine tonight on the the TV, and he said Biden's administration has made America a wrecking ball, and he's got it perfectly right. Right. And if well, the Democrats don't, don't clean up their states, God help us. Get off their asses and clean up our states, Dominic.
2: Well, with, with all due respect, thank you for the call, Carol. Great call. You're welcome. With,
6: with all due respect
2: to, to the institution of the presidency of the United States, President Biden has the Secret Service. He has chefs in the White House. He has the White House. He has everything you can imagine as the president of our great country, the rest of us on our own and he hasn't announced whether he's running for reelection it appears he is but it just seems to me that he may want to rethink that because i don't know if we can survive another four years well of course we're americans we will survive but it's tough it's tough anthony in westchester good morning anthony what's on your mind
7: good morning uh, dominic um I can I just start off by saying um I I work for NYPD. Well I just retired I put my thirty years in, I just retired. But um I wanna make it clear that I'm I'm a gay cop and my husband also served on uh, with NYPD and we both served with pride. What discouraged us was the lack of support from the de Blasio administration, number one.
2: So Anthony, and, and and you know, I really would like to chat with you, but there's something, there's a, a loud uh, noise on your phone line, and and I'm down to the last five minutes of the show. But when you say the support wasn't there, what exactly are you talking about?
7: When uh, the support we didn't get, I'll give you, I'll give you a very good example. Uh, uh, we just had roll call, and I'm walking out the door, and my lieutenant. My watch commander says to me, you know, your numbers are down. And I said, well, he says, get them up. I says, well, once I'm out on the street, I'll look. And he goes, you can't tell me walking out the door within the next 10 feet, you're not going to come across a write-up. They are only looking for numbers.
2: So when you say, wait, 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 when you say, Anthony, a write-up, uh, it, tell me exactly what that means.
7: Uh, a misdemeanor being committed, some infraction, something that I would have to uh, write, you know, write up uh, in my book. Um, anything, uh, anything that I saw as an infraction, a possible misdemeanor, or God forbid, a felony, you know. But they were they were looking for numbers. They're, they're micromanaging now, and it's all it's all down to numbers. And they're taking the administrative administrative of overload has gotten such that I can't do policing anymore. I'm too busy doing administrative logs. And that's are not that. allowing me to be out on the street interacting with the public, being a policeman. This is the way it was 30 years ago. We were part of the community. The people in the community knew us, and we worked with them. But now we are so bogged down by administrative rules that it leaves not much less time to police. And wow. people And people are getting hurt because of it.
2: Right, right, right. Anthony, you know, if if you could, um, I'd like to continue this tomorrow, or you can, uh, I don't know, if I'm about to find out the topics that Frank Morano's about to do, but uh, it, I'd love to continue the conversation, it's just I don't have the time right now, thank you for the call, we're going to get back to your calls in just a second, but I am joined by Frank Morano coming up right now. At about 105, give or take, the other side, or 103, the other side of midnight. Good morning to you, sir. Hello, Dominic. What's what, going on? What do you have coming
0: up? Action Pack Show in honor of International Women's Month. We happen to have three beautiful, dynamic, intelligent women joining me for the next few hours. We didn't plan it that way, it just happened to work out that way. Uh Ariana Savalas, the daughter of Telly Savalas, who is a wow. terrific singer in her own right. She is gonna join us on the program. She's got a new record out. We're gonna talk to her about what it's like being Telly Savalas' daughter and uh her music and the kind of the state of the music industry as well. Yesterday, I don't know I know you didn't watch much of the Oscars because you were here. But in the In Memoriam section, they left out Paul Sorvino.
2: I heard you last night mention the names that were left out.
0: His wife is pretty ticked off about it. So she's going to join me at 2.30, uh, D.D. Sorvino, who's great. She's got, she's got a thing or two to say to the Academy. And then uh, we're going to have a fun discussion about both Amelia Earhart and Antarctica. Not necessarily linked, but a great writer and a great documentarian called, uh, named uh, Louise Shapiro is going to join me, Louise Gwen Shapiro. She's got an award-winning documentary and a book that everyone's talking about called The Stowaway*. It's going to be an action-packed show. It's going to be a lot of fun.
2: I can't wait. I'll be up uh, listening as I am every night, so thank you for what you do. Drive safely in this mush yes, going on. Yes, yes, yes. That's, that's what I'm about to deal with. Folks, to those of you from Philly to Suffolk that I didn't get to your calls, I apologize. I'll be back tomorrow. News headlines with Alex Barnard coming up and then Frank Marano.